power of visitation. Hear the Spirit call. Welcome to another podcast of Dr. Leslie Bakupon. Be blessed as you listen. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Begin to bless the name of the Lord. Just give Him glory wherever you are. Just thank Him for His goodness. Just lift up your voice. Lift up your voice. Give Him glory. Give Him praise. Bless His holy name. Give Him glory. Give Him praise. Bless His holy name. Thank Him for today. Thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His mercies. Thank Him for His love that endures forever. The Bible says, "For the Lord is good, and His mercies endure forever. His mercies endure forever." There is a dose of mercy that God releases every day, and it endures forever. Just lift up your voice and thank Him for His mercies. The Bible says, "For His mercies shall endure." Just lift up your voice, lift up your voice, lift up your voice. Give him glory. Commit yourself into God's hands as his word is about to come forth. Maybe you've been to work, you are tired, but you want to pray that you'll be focused even as this word is about to be released right now. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, you want to lift off every burden that is upon your heart, that is upon your spirit, every heaviness that is upon you. Want to command it to be lifted up right now. Want to pray that your mind will be alert, your heart will be sharp to receive the engrafted word of God tonight in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Forget about any setback you've had in the course of the day. Forget about anything that eats up your mind. Pray that the Spirit of God will minister to you tonight through the word in the name of Jesus. Shall we pray, Father? In the name of Jesus, we thank you for tonight. We commit ourselves into your hands as your word is about to come forth. Prepare our hearts, prepare our minds to receive the engrafted word of God. We pray that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits. May we be doers of your word and not listeners only. I take authority over every machination of the enemy in the name of Jesus, and I declare that the hearts and the minds of the people of God are sanctified and made ready them to have an encounter with their father this evening through the word to glory father to glory son to glory holy spirit in jesus most excellent name have we prayed with thanksgiving amen all right hallelujah hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah we thank god for tonight and i believe you are poised to receive the word of god and um tonight as advertised i want to preach to speak to you briefly on the subject I've entitled Don't Be Lazy. Don't be lazy. Wherever you are, say don't be lazy. Hallelujah. It is a command for you not to be lazy. Amen. Yes. I was looking for the dictionary definition of laziness and this is what I came up with. It says the quality of being unwilling to work or use energy the quality of being unwilling to work or to use energy that is laziness when they are counting the lazy people may your name not be mentioned hallelujah 
when they are listing lazy people may your name not appear there now the principle of hard work we have to understand that you know one day I was with a colleague of mine some years back it was a Monday morning and you know Monday mornings is like people have had a weekend and everybody is you know very slow to work and everything and she said something she said Adam and Eve cried they've worried us so if not for them all this plenty will allow this work thing will not be there and I thought through it and I realized what she said was not true hallelujah I also believed that some time ago that I mean if Adam and Eve hadn't messed up there would be nothing like work but when I read the Bible I realized the principle of work predates the fall of man let's look at Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 Genesis chapter 2 verse 15 and this is what the Bible says is that the Lord took the man about this time serpent hadn't come nothing like the fall of my said the Lord took the man and put him in the garden of Eden to work it and take care of it no fall had come but work was there that's why I believe in heaven there will be work hallelujah I believe there will be work in heaven because the principle of work predates the fall of man. Even God in creating the earth, he worked. And he rested on the seventh day. That means he used some energy. For him to need rest, it means it was very hard work to put the earth together. So the principle of work predates the fall of man. Work wasn't initiated by the fall of man. It was there, a principle that was established by God himself before man even thought of disobeying God hallelujah it was there, it will be there it will continue to be there hallelujah Yeah. when it comes to the, the issue of laziness there, there are different degrees of it there are different levels you see sometimes you can say you are being lazy that's one level and then you are lazy that is another level altogether. That means, you see, you have been lazy means you are not habitually lazy, but in this particular situation, you are exhibiting the qualities of a lazy person. And you see, somebody said, the benefit of laziness is inventions. And it's, a, it's true in a, in a way. A lot of the things we, we have now. Somebody invented the moa because cutlass and langalanga, what do you call it? Weeding is hard. So let us make things easier. Apotoyua and things. So somebody decided, let's do blender. Uh-huh. You see, but when you are lazy at the wrong time, it is a problem. Hallelujah. When, when you exhibit laziness at the wrong time, you have an exam tomorrow. You have read only a quarter of your notes. And you come and say, I'm feeling lazy. Such words shouldn't even come out of your mouth. You need deliverance. <laughs> being lazy at the wrong time. So there's a difference between you are being lazy and you are lazy. There are people who are lazy. It's like every day, every time, laziness is, is part of their life. You are lazy. 
And there are a lot of ways in which we exhibit laziness. And I'll, I'll show you some of the characteristics of lazy people or people who have been lazy. Maybe you see yourself inside and then you repent. Hallelujah. You know, I'm sure some people, when they listen to the presidential address on Sunday, and they said, continuing students of some tertiary institutions will return to school on the 24th of August. If you were sad, you are being lazy. Because you want to continue. You've been at home March, April, May, June, July, August. Almost six months of being at home. And you still want to continue to be at home. You still want to continue to sleep. You don't want any lecture coming to ask you for assignments and things like that. You are being lazy. Hallelujah. Yeah. And laziness is a very, very serious thing. Laziness is a very, very serious thing. It can cause so many things in our lives. I'll just show you five of them. I'll pick five. I'll pick five of them, and I'll make a certain point out of them. One of the consequences of laziness is stagnation in life. You can't move forward. You are the same place. Somebody says stagnation is better than retrogression, <laughs> but laziness can also cause retrogression. Hallelujah. So you'll be there. Your peers will just be passing you. Everybody will be going. Just, uh, laziness can cause that. Number two, it can cause failure to fulfill your full potential. There are a lot of people who have not fulfilled their fullest potential because of laziness. You see, God put gifts in everybody. When you read the parable of the of the talents, talents are like gifts. There was somebody who just went and buried his. Others worked with it and they got more. Failure to fulfill potential. Number three. Poverty. Poverty. The Bible says, a little sleep, a little slumber. And what? Poverty shall come knocking at your door. In this scripture, poverty has been personified. It's like it is a person. So maybe you can say the spirit of poverty. <laughs> he said, it will come knocking at your door. It will come looking for your house looking for your address it will come knocking at your door poverty four laziness can cause health problems the things the issues that will come with increased weight all sorts of things can come as a result of laziness cholesterol problems and all sorts and they can come as a result of problems and then the fifth one is that laziness can even cause death. Let me give you one simple example. You know that some people, they don't like moving. Even if they are sitting there and there's something close to them for them to take, they'll call somebody who is across the gate. Hey, come and take the thing for me. I'm sure you've met people like that. So when, you are, when, you, when you are around such people, it's so annoying. They will not move. They can sit in one place in the sitting room from morning to evening. They won't move. Even if it's, it's what do you call it? Sit and probably watch TV from morning to evening. If the remote is just one meter away from them, they will call somebody from afar to come and pick the remote for them. And you see, when you are not active, you can form blood clots in your legs. 
we call it deep vein thrombosis and when one of these clots gets dislodged and it enters your lungs it can kill you instantly so i'm saying laziness can cause death hallelujah it can cause death a sedentary lifestyle you are there you don't move nothing everything you are calling people and sending people in fact, lazy people too like sending people too much. Everything. And meanwhile, you too, you have legs and you have hands and you can take the thing for yourself. Don't be lazy. Don't be lazy. So it can cause that. And these five things that I've listed stagnation in life, failure to fulfill potential, poverty, health problems, death. And this one cries, maybe I should say sudden death, unexpected death, premature death. These five things. Go to any church that is having a prayer meeting any Friday. You will find these prayer topics there. And they are praying against stagnation in life. They are praying against a, a failure to fulfill potential. And we are we are binding a fear for my house people, the things that are chasing me, hey Lord, and we are clapping and binding and losing. Poverty. You, you definitely get a prayer topic that is related to poverty. Health problems. And then death. Five. But all of them, laziness can cause them. I'm just trying to tell you how serious the whole issue of laziness is. And the fact that we shouldn't take it lightly. Look, Laziness can make you very disappointed on the judgment day. There are rewards and crowns you will lose. You will fail to get simply because you exhibited a certain level of laziness while you are here on earth. Anything that can reduce your joy on that day of judgment is not worth it. Hallelujah. It's supposed to be the happiest day of your life. And people will be sad because they were lazy. They had certain talents, they had certain abilities, and they sat on them. They didn't work with them. They didn't, they didn't sharpen those gifts. So these are some of the consequences of laziness. And now let's look at some of the characteristics that people who are exhibiting signs of laziness show. Number one, waking up is always difficult. Amen. Oh, I said hallelujah. Waking up is always difficult. There are times when waking up is difficult and it's acceptable. There are times maybe you work into the night or, you know, things like that. Or you prayed into the night. But when waking up is always difficult, it is a problem. Lazy people enjoy their sleep more than the average person. Let's see what the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 19 verse 15. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 15. Let's see what the Bible says. It said, lazy people sleep soundly. When you sleep too soundly, look at your laziness level. Maybe you are just a little too lazy. It said, lazy people, they sleep very soundly. That's somebody they can sleep and you can carry them and go and put them at the gates outside and they will not even wake up. They sleep very, very soundly. 
they will sleep and thieves will come and ransack the room, not even like the the room where they are. Their, their bed crack can be taken away. <laughs> and don't realize it. They sleep very soundly. But, but idleness leaves them hungry. Lazy people. Let's see what the Bible says again in Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. Proverbs chapter 10, verse 5. Proverbs 10, 5. Uh-huh. It says, A wise youth harvests in summer, but one who sleeps during the harvest is a disgrace. That means if you can sleep when there is work going on, It's a disgrace. Is that a wise youth harvest in the summer? But one who sleeps during harvest is a disgrace. <laughs> May you not be a disgrace. Hallelujah. Yeah. So one of the characteristics is that sleep is extremely sweet for lazy people. They enjoy the bed. You know, they like being under the the sleeping cloth. <laughs> Especially now in August that the weather is cool at night and you are not sweating a lot. The sleep is, is very, very, very nice. There's a scripture in Proverbs. They say what? Just like the hinge of a door turns, that's how the lazy man turns in bed. Be turning like the hinge of a door, the way it swings left and right. You know, some people, when you watch them sleep, it makes sleep very, very, very attractive. <laughs> Don't be lazy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Sleep is good, but too much of sleep, it invites the spirit of poverty into your home. So waking up is always difficult. Number two, the lazy person seldom finishes anything he starts. He or she starts. When you are fond of starting things but not finishing, check your life well. It's possible you are you are exhibiting some amount of laziness that people oh you you check their lives like things they are, they are never able to finish anything they'll start all right but finishing is a problem let's look at what proverbs says in chapter 12 verse 27 that's what laziness a lot of the scriptures are found in proverbs and when solomon speaks you must listen because he's credited as probably one of the wisest people to have worked on earth and he was a successful person in i mean by all standards so you must listen to to solomon when he speaks it says lazy people don't even cook the game they catch when you say game we're not talking about football here we are talking about the the animals they go to catch to come in the reason you go to the bush to go and hunt is because you are looking for game to come and cook it and eat it's a lazy people don't even cook the game they catch but the diligent make use of everything they find you waste your time you go and if you have gone to catch the thing cook it and finish the the whole assignment but you will use energy you will go and uh, what do you call it hunt for the game you get the game but you are too lazy to light fire and to cut onions and cut tomatoes and pepper and cook the game and eat it so they start things and they can't finish there are some people even their food they are lazy to finish they feel lazy to finish the food. They say, some people can sleep. Their hand, their hand is in the food like that, and they sleep off. <laughs> and the Bible recognizes such people too. Proverbs twenty six fifteen. Proverbs twenty six fifteen. When the Bible says a sluggard, in fact, I like that word sluggard. When you hear it, you know it's not a positive word. Sluggard. 
<laughs> it said, a sluggard buries his hand in the dish. He is too lazy to bring it back to his mouth. <laughs> a lazy man, he buries his hand in the dish. I said, you started the meal. You are even too lazy to, <laughs> to lift your hand and approximate it towards your mouth to finish your food. This is what the Bible is saying. A lazy person seldom finishes anything that he starts. I'm giving you these things so that you check your life. You examine your life to see whether you are exhibiting some amount of laziness. When you start, you can't finish. You start, you can't finish. And it's like your, your, your track record is full of things that have been done in house. It is an indication that you are probably being lazy somewhere. And most of the time, the reason why the people are not able to finish is that you see, sometimes with things, as you are getting closer and closer to the breakthrough, it becomes more and more difficult. It's like a mountain. As you are climbing, 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 getting to the peak becomes more and more difficult because the oxygen is lower and, you know, you are more tired and everything. But you need to push and to finish it. Hallelujah. I pray for finishing power for you in anything that you are doing in the name of Jesus. Number three. The lazy man is full of excuses. When you see somebody who has an excuse all the time, there's a reason why he can't come to work. I worked with somebody, a lady, some years back. And she always has menstrual cramps. And it's a reason she can't come to work. Sometimes in a month, like three times. Say, you alone, how many times do you have your menses in a month? Menstrual cramps. They are full of excuses. Let's read Proverbs chapter 22, verse 13. Proverbs chapter 22, verse 13. There's always a reason why they shouldn't do something. When there's hard work ahead, that is when they are migraine comes is that the lazy person claims there is a lion out there if i go outside i might be killed (laughs) you will find a reason why you shouldn't do the hard work you will find a reason why you shouldn't get your hands dirty you will find a reason why you should not wake up and come to church he said he claims there is a lion out there if i go outside i might be killed so you're also saying yes there is coronavirus out there if i go to church i might be killed you are being lazy don't be lazy don't be lazy but when you're going to the market you don't say there is a virus out there when you're going to the bank you don't say there's a virus out there when you're going to visit your friend do you know where your friend has been (laughs) even in church there holy ghost power will neutralize the virus your friend's house you know where he has been you know where she has been market women you don't know where they have been but your tomatoes is important to you so you need to go and get the tomatoes may you repent in jesus name you you need to start going to church you won't get corona at church hallelujah yeah so so the lazy person is full of excuses when you find yourself giving a lot of excuses it's possible you are being lazy either you are being lazy or you are lazy one of them yeah when it's time for work that is when you fall sick that's when all your sicknesses begin to manifest he said there is a lion out there 
if I go outside, I might be killed. Oh, this is, this is let me stop the job because my boss, my boss is, is too hard. It's too hard on me. Let me come home and sleep. Number four, lazy people. The lazy person has a victim's mentality. I don't know if you've met somebody like that before. They have a victim's mentality and they feel everybody owes them help. They feel everybody owes them help. They have a victim's mentality. They feel everybody owes them help. It's like they, 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 they have been unfortunate. So, like everybody must do something. You know, there are some people, they even come to ask you for money. If you say you don't have money, then they're angry with you. They want, they want to block you <laughs> and things like that. They have a victim's mentality. Sometimes when I see people like that, I'm forced to believe there is more to it than just that. Because I don't understand how a, <laughs> you can get angry with someone. You've asked somebody for help. I know of a young man. He was in the church. And there were people in the church who were helping him. Like, he wasn't working and stuff like that. People in the church were helping him and all of that. Oh, this person will give you 100 CDs for this month and things like that. And there was one particular lady who was really helping a lot and this gentleman wanted to go to university he finished as uh, wasi wanted to go to university and he went and applied for to some foreign school you don't have work nobody is sponsoring you he went and applied to some foreign school and he managed to get admission and went to see the young lady, the lady who had been helping us, so that the school fees is $20,000. So she said, hey, $20,000, where am I going to get it from? I believe the gentleman got angry and left the church. Yes. No, such a person, there's something wrong somewhere. It is not flesh and blood. He got angry. You, the dollars, have you seen some before? Do you even know what the dollar looks like? Said $20,000. That's because she looks for some 200 CDs and gives to you small, small, small. You think she has $20,000. He got angry and disappeared from the church because somebody in the church couldn't give $20,000. But you, God will bless you, and $20,000 will be like two Ghana CDs to you. When they ask for it, you just give it to them. Even if they're ungrateful, it doesn't tear your button. Hallelujah. Lazy people, they have a victim's mentality. Number five, lazy people talk more than they work. You've seen such people before. They talk, 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 talk. But when it comes to let's put our hands on deck to get the work done, you don't get them talking. Sometimes even among leaders, you can have that. There are some people who talk a lot at meetings. Hey, 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 no, it must be done this way. We must, look, we must move. (laughs) Even the corporate world, no, we must. They are, they are giving motivational speeches all the time. Okay, let's work now. <laughs> they just disappear. They are talkers. That's how lazy people are. Talkers. They talk more. Number six. Lazy people live on fantasies. They live on fantasies. Let's read Proverbs chapter 28, verse 19. Proverbs 28, 19. I'll be done soon. Today I'm not talking too much. Proverbs 28, 19. He said, A hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. You know, there's some people chase, they won't work. They are 
sitting down waiting for that big break that quick money <laughs> thing a lot of lotto stickers are in this category it's like all their hope is on one big break where they will get some too sure uh, too direct <laughs> and suddenly their life will change and so the little money that comes into your hand instead of investing it into something or doing something with it they are living on fantasies yeah now betting yes 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 now that the uh, corona is going the football and things and you know betting every is you you live your life on fantasies i mean nobody is saying god cannot give a big break god can give a big break it, it, it happens. Obedidom's life changed. Three months. Nobody could recognize him. God can do that. Okay? But while you are waiting for that big break, don't leave everything and just put all your focus and your, your, your hopes on a certain fantasy. If it doesn't come, you will go mad. <laughs> you may lose your mind. Hallelujah. He said, a hard worker has plenty of food, but a person who chases fantasies ends up in poverty. May you not chase fantasies in the name of Jesus. When you chase fantasies, you are at the beck and call of fraudsters. Fraudsters. People who come and promise you heaven, but deep inside they know <laughs> that the gate of heaven crowd they've not seen before. And they would take your money, they would defraud you when you live chasing fantasies. We must be realistic in life. You see, I've said it before that if God is going to bless you, it is possible for money to just appear in your account. It's possible. God can do it. It is possible, but it's not probable. It is possible, but it's not probable. Most likely, if God wants to bless you, he will channel it through. It will be some money that is in the system already and he will place you strategically so that you can receive that money. Yeah. I've told you before that the, 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 the coin that came out of the mouth of the fish, I don't think it was a new coin God created. You see, if God is in the business of creating new money, the way we pray for money, <laughs> our inflation rate will be serious. You know, there was a some time ago, Zimbabwe, they are not using the Zimbabwean dollar again because the inflation rate was billions percent. The percent, it was billions. So that if you are going to buy one loaf of bread, you need about two wheelbarrows of money. That's what happens when new notes are, are, are in, in, introduced into this. So if you pray for money and God brings you 20,000, somebody prays for this and, and one million people are praying that kind of prayer every Friday. <laughs> The inflation rate in the country will be so bad. The city will be useless. So it will be money that is already in the system. God will cause some wealth transfer. It says the the wealth of the wicked will be laid down for the just. So he'll just cause some wealth transfer or something to happen. That is how he works. Hallelujah. Yeah. So let's, let's not fix all our dreams on fantasies. That big break may come. But while it's not coming... Let your hand find something to be doing. Hallelujah. Number seven. The lazy man procrastinates. Everyday postponement. 
everyday postponement. If you look at your life, there are a lot of things you said you do. Every year, that thing appears in your new year resolution. As for this year, I'll do this. As for this year, I'll do this. And you procrastinate. It's not demons that are worrying you. It's not your ancestors that are trying to pull you back. It's not household wickedness. It is laziness. It is laziness. You are not willing to take that step. You are not willing to get your hands dirty. You are not willing to to suffer some inconvenience to get that thing done. Procrastination. Postponement. It is a characteristic of lazy people. Eight. The lazy man does not work well without supervision. The lazy man doesn't work well without supervision. When you need too much prompting, at your workplace, wherever you are exhibiting signs of laziness. Hallelujah. When you read Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 8, one day I'll preach a whole sermon on that one. But you let's just go through Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. You can give me the NIV for that one. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 6 to 8. It says, go to the ant, you sluggard. That word again. Sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It means we must look at the ant. And look at the way of the ant. The way the ant does its things. So here God is praising the ant and using it as an example for the lazy person to look at. Verse 7. It says, it has no commander, no overseer or ruler. But look at what it says in verse 8. Yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food at harvest. Even the ant, who doesn't have anybody driving here, hey, do this, do this, do this, do this. It knows what it's supposed to do. And that is what God is telling the, the lazy man to look at. Because he doesn't have that. Hallelujah. The lazy person is prompting all the time, being reminded all the time. Or the person who is being lazy needs prompting all the time. So a hard-working person, a diligent person knows what he or she is supposed to do and does it when he or she is supposed to do. So these are eight characteristics of people who are lazy or people who are being lazy. But let's not kid ourselves. Hard work is necessary. The Bible says, Whatever your hands find doing, do it as if it's unto the Lord. Do it like it's unto the Lord. Whether it's, it's, it's a responsibility in church, responsibility at work, responsibility at home, do it as if it's unto the Lord. Young men, you must aim at working hard to provide for your family. Hallelujah. Yeah, and, and God will give you good jobs. He will give you good breakthroughs so that you'll be able to take good care of your family. It is your responsibility. I saw a scripture that shocked me. And I'll share it with you. About being able to provide for your family. And if you are not able to do that, the consequences. When I saw it, I was shocked. I was like, hey, God takes certain things seriously. Let's read First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. First Timothy chapter 5, verse 8. It says, if anyone does not provide for his relatives and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. When I saw this, I was shocked. I said, like, hey, 
You see, there are a lot of things we think God, they are simple things. God, the things God takes seriously, we have no idea. Look at what this thing has been likened to. Deny your faith. Though. If you deny your faith, you are going to hell. <laughs> if we are to take this scripture literally. If I don't even want to go there. <laughs> it says, if anyone does not provide for his relatives, and especially for his immediate family, he has denied the faith and is worse than an unbeliever. You are worse than, not that you are an unbeliever, you are worse, you are at a lower level. Then it means you can't go to heaven. <laughs> because you need to be a believer to go to heaven. And they're saying you are worse than an unbeliever. This is what the scripture is saying. That is why you must be determined to work. Hallelujah. You see, sometimes when it comes to work, you must be prepared to start small. Sometimes you must be prepared to get your hands a bit dirty before that big break is going to come. Find something doing with your hands. Hard work is is necessary. Look, a lot of times we see things that work and we think, oh, it, it just happened. Systems that are working, people who seem to be making it and we think it's it, it just happened. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. As I get ready to round up. Proverbs chapter 22 verse 29. This one was, it's just an exhortation to get you out of a lazy mood and to charge you to, to work hard at everything that you have. He says, Do you see a man skilled in his work in fact give me um king james king james for that one he says seest thou a man diligent in his business he shall stand before kings he shall stand he shall not stand before mere men so when you see somebody who is up there when you see somebody who is standing before kings when you see somebody who has the, the ears of the authorities, you, you, you see somebody who, who has a, a large following, somebody who is making impact, is because he was diligent in his business. It doesn't just happen. Look, the gift alone is not enough. You need to work hard at the gift. You need to sharpen the gift. That's what gifts God has deposited them in us. If you haven't discovered yours, may you discover it in Jesus' name. But when you discover it, you must sharpen it. If it is singing, it is preaching. The best preachers have worked hard to get to where they are. You see them as they are and they are speaking eloquently and everything and you think that is how they started. They've worked hard at it. They have read books. They have read Christian literature. You go to some people's homes, men of God's homes and the Christian books can fill three rooms alone. They've read things. They have learned things. And that is what you are seeing. They have spent time in God's presence in prayer. When you see people, the, the, the music ministers we, we admire, and they have paid a certain price. They have done certain things behind the scenes. They have worked hard. Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up the gift that was in you, that was given unto you by the laying on of my hands. Stir it up. Stirring up the gift is work. It may, it may mean fasting. It may mean going on waiting. It may mean reading the word, spending time in the word. Anything you see that works, there is hard work behind it. 
if you see a church that is working there is hard work behind it they have a work ethic that ensures that work is being done look anything you are doing which can be called work if you are not feeling the effect you are not working hard enough you must feel the effect you must get to a point where you feel like you are tired that is a sign that you are working you are doing look whatever work you have let me bring it to church you must feel the effect of it if you're a pastor and on sunday by 5 p.m you are not feeling exhausted you are not working hard hallelujah by 5 p.m getting to 6 you you must feel like you you don't want to wake up <laughs> then you know you are working you have a positive work ethic hallelujah i pray that god will give us the spirit of diligence whatever giftings you have i pray that god will give you the diligence to sharpen those giftings and bring them to the point where you will stand before kings where you will not stand be, be, before mere men whatever business giftings god has given you i pray that god will give you the grace to sharpen them some people have to read some books some people have to 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 to, to listen to certain people talk there, there's always work that has to be done to bring things up to a certain level and i pray that god gives you that grace to be able to do it may laziness be far away from you may laziness be far away from your dwelling may laziness be far away from your ministry may laziness be far away from your career may laziness be far away from your academics in the name of jesus christ of nazareth and in your work with god may laziness be a thing of the past may god give you the grace to be diligent in prayer may god give you the grace to be diligent in the studying of the word may god give you the grace to be diligent in fasting and may god give you the grace to be diligent in carrying out your responsibilities in the house of god i pray that the hand of god will rest upon you i pray that the grace of god will rest upon you may you arise and shine even as your light has come and let the glory of the lord be risen upon you shall we pray father in the name of jesus we thank you for this word we pray that this word will be cemented deep down in our spirits for those that are struggling with laziness we take authority over laziness right now in the name of jesus christ of nazareth let our bands be loose tonight by the power of this word that has come upon us in the name of jesus let a desire for hard work be stirred up in our spirits in our hearts and in our minds like never before in the name of jesus christ of nazareth may we be diligent in our academics may we be diligent in our careers may we be diligent in our marriages and every aspect of our lives as the bible said the spirit of excellence was upon daniel we pray that with hard work we will display excellence wherever we find ourselves in the name of Jesus. To glory, Father, to glory, Son, to glory, Holy Spirit. In Jesus' most excellent name, have we prayed with thanksgiving. Amen. We trust you have been blessed by this message. For more information, reach us on 024-873-7250 or on our Facebook page, The Overflow Worship Center. Stay blessed.